1: Download the
0: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Good
2: day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today, man, I want to talk about, you know, the process of getting, actually purchasing a firearm inside of a gun store. It seems to be a really big problem in the age of COVID-19, the coronavirus. A lot of people are having problems, you know, what's the process? How do I go about getting a firearm? How can I you know, getting my hands on a gun, you know, what's the procedure? What forms do I have to fill out? What identification do I need to provide? So I wanna talk about that today, all right? So the the process of walking to the gun store, you have to fill out a 4473, and you have to have identification. Once you fill out that form, it's gonna ask you a bunch of different questions. It's gonna have you put down your last name, your first name, your middle initial, your date of birth, your height, your weight, and it's going to ask you for your social security number which is optional also you have to answer a bunch of questions you know is the gun that you're purchasing for you are you a convicted felon and some other questions are you convicted of domestic violence do you have any charges pending were you middle into admitted into a facility unlawfully or, or admitted, i'm sorry admitted into a facility so it's going to ask you uh, some questions like that and then you have to sign that form and then date it and once you do that, we're going to type that information into a system, and we're going to get a reply. Either we'll call it in or type it in, get a reply, either proceed, delay, or denied. Now, on that form, we're going to have to put down your identification. We have to know that the person that we're seeing that's staying in front of us is the same person that's putting this information on the form. And we're signing that form saying that we have verified your, your identity, and we know who you are. So we, as a federal firearms license dealer, we actually have to identify you and get your driver's license from the state, uh, your state, and that driver's license has to be valid. On that driver's license, it has an expiration date. We're gonna check that. So the problem we're having is on the driver's license, if if it's expired, you cannot use that driver's license to purchase a firearm under the federal law doesn't matter what the state law says doesn't matter that the fact that the state says you know during the coronavirus where they're extending the expiration date of your license the federal government wants to know is that license valid and it's not valid if it's expired then we can't use it and then there are some other things that we can do um we can use some other forms of identification you can use a passport as long as it's valid, you can use um, a cop- You can use a, like an electric bill, you can use a, a water bill, you, you know, some other things like that, registration of your vehicle to verify your address and things of that nature. But we have to do all that in combination of some other stuff, it's, it's kind of complicated. But here's the kicker, that is up to the federal firearms license dealer. That federal firearms license dealer does not have to take that from you. They can say, hey, if you don't have your driver's license, and from the state that you're in and they're not willing to accept that then they don't have to do that transaction so it's going to be up to the ffl dealer so i want to bring into the conversation uh state representative briscoe kane because i i wanted to call my state rep one of our state reps and ask them their opinion on this so i want to welcome to the conversation state representative briscoe kane representative kane welcome to come and talk it sir Howdy, Mike.
3: Uh, glad to be on, man. I'm just, uh, you know, listening to you uh, kind of explain this area. And of course, I hope people realize how complicated it is and and what we've got ourselves into.
2: Yeah, you know? Absolutely, uh, sir.
3: You know, so and, of course, so, so here's the problem. You, you had mentioned valid, and, and what you had, you know, kind of didn't go into is is whether that license has since expired. And as many of you know right now, you can't go to the DMV to renew it. So, um, by the way, I'm, I'm the the chairman of the select committee on driver's license issuance and renewal. And ordinarily we'd be actually conducting hearings right now in order to make that process uh, kind of more efficient. I've received a lot of complaints and I'm sure those listening understand kind of how uh, terrible the government is actually running something efficiently, but let's here nor there. So if your license expired on or after March 13th, on the face of your driver's license it shows itself as being expired right now and as mike was mentioning and i think it's question 19a there on that 4473 form that asks for the expiration date if any now by the way if you're driving around with an expired license that expired on or after march 13th uh due to a an executive order by the governor we've decided that those licenses uh aren't expired however the problem is is they expire sixty days after the DPS decides to reopen the driver's license offices, and so that's not a date uh, that guys like Mike can put on the form. Is that, is that your understanding, Mike? The problem? That's correct.
2: That's correct. Yeah,
3: and so I, I'm writing a letter. We're working. That we're going to be sending to the attorney general, and I've been in some communications with them on how we could adjust that order so that people would would be you know, able to use their driver's licenses uh, that may have expired to purchase it. One would be either to say that they're they're unexpired, and thus y'all could use the term, if any, or if we could just add a date. Like we could say anyone that expired at this date is now, uh, add 90 days or add 60 days. Would, would you feel like that would solve the problem, Mike?
2: Oh, that would definitely solve the problem because we need the the federal government to acknowledge the fact that the state has actually extended that date. And once they acknowledge yeah. that, then it won't be an issue and we can take it.
3: Yeah. Well, the problem though, right now is that we haven't, we've extended the date to an uncertain date, right? And that, in that for you as an FFL dealer, you're not able to then put a date certain on that paper, right? Because the way the orders were drafted is it's 60 dates, 60 days after DPS does a thing. And we don't know when that is. And so, hopefully, we'll be able to get this fixed. I am curious how other states are handling it. So, any of your listeners are really kind of into that? I'm wondering what other states are in uh, for right now. But I have a feeling they're in a, in a similar pickle. Uh, Mike, how could someone get around that? Though, is if I'm assuming the problem is really if your only form of photo identification is an expired driver's license. I mean, I understand they could theoretically get around it with a, a passport if they have one.
2: Right. And so for people that just joined us on, on Facebook, uh, what we're talking about is we're talking with State Representative Bristol Kane. And we're talking about the fact that when people walk into the gun store, uh, you have to provide identification that FFL dealer federal firearms license dealer has to know who you are. So they got to know, you know, they have to identify you and they're signing on that form that they've identified you and they verify your identification. So we, we have to give them uh, representative Kane we have, they have to give us a copy of their driver's license and it has to be valid, can't be expired. But if they don't have that, then they can use a a passport, U.S. passport, that works as long as it's not expired, in conjunction with, to verify their address, because there's no address on the passport, they can use um, their uh, utility bill in conjunction with their registration of the vehicle, as long as it has that address on it.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you said, those alternatives, though, are still left up to that 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 individual FFL dealer. And so um, I understand this predicament. How many, how many examples of this have you run into?
2: Oh, this has happened a lot. uh, Now that we've been, you know, the situation that we're in today with COVID-19 and coronavirus, it's it's actually happening every single day. I'm having someone, whether if their license is expired or if um, let's see, their address they can't update their address because they're a CDL holder, a commercial driver's license holder, and it's not allowing them to update their driver's license address on the website. They actually have to go inside the facility to do that when that's closed right now. We come back from the break we're talking with uh, state representative Briscoe Kane. we're talking about the you know the Texas governor's suspension of driver's license expiration dates and how it hurt it's hurting Texans their ability to purchase firearms. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. Hey, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cardew.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
2: That's right. We're back and we're talking about walking to a gun store and purchasing a firearm from a federal farms licensed dealer. You got to fill out that 4473. You got to put down your last name, your first name, your middle initial, your date, your birth, your height, and your weight. Social Security number is optional. Got to answer a bunch of questions and then sign and date that form. Also, you're going to have to give that FFL dealer your identification and we like to get that driver's license. If you have that driver's license, that works great. But you know what solves this problem? If you have a license to carry handgun, if you have your LTC, your license to carry handgun from Texas, then you don't have to you know, worry about the the uh, FFL dealer contacting the, the NICS and getting the okay for you because your background check's been done. You still have to fill out the form, but they're gonna have to get that FFL from you. I'm sorry, that LTC from you. Once they get that, then you're good to go. But if you don't have your life to carry a handgun in the situation that we're in today, you're going to have to wait until you get a proceed, delay, or deny from the NICS, the FBI. And what's happening is people are getting delayed. Uh, right now, they're getting delayed like 20 days. Just so you know, the federal law, the Brady law says you're supposed to be delayed if you get delayed three business days, not including weekends or holidays. But instead of them delaying you just three business days just so you know you're getting delayed 20 and 30 days by the fbi and that is also a problem that i want to uh i want our local officials to address as well but you know i'm, I'm i have a representative briscoe Kane here because we're talking about the you know what's happening in texas uh because our Driver's license. Are, they're expending They're suspending the driver's license. Meaning that if your license is expired after March 13th, which my birthday is March 14th, uh, and if my license is expired, that means I can't even walk to my own gun store and purchase a gun and go through the FFL process with an expired driver's license. I can't even purchase myself because my driver's license would be, you know, is would wouldn't work under the federal side. So I invited Representative Briscoe Kane. To answer some questions, you know, to figure out how in the world can we can we work on this? Is this the governor's problem? Is this a federal problem? You know, whose problem is it really? So, Representative Kane, you know, whose problem is it? <laughs> it's
3: a good, uh, it's a good point. So let's back up and kind of explain it, right? So, what we've done in, in COVID nineteen is, of course, this is novel. Just as uh, it's a novel coronavirus, and so we're kind of figuring things out as we go. And one of the things we realized, of course, is man, if we shut down the driver's license offices, what do people do with expired licenses? And so uh, one of the things governor authorized DPS to do was to extend the expiration date of anybody's license that had expired. By extending it, however, um, they extended it to an uncertain date. They extended it. It's now expired 60 days after uh, DPS reopens those driver's licenses. Well, that's good news for many, I assume, that allows you to continue to drive, But what it has done is it's created a problem. Your driver's license, when they're filling out that form, 4473, on question 19A, when it asks what the expiration date is, we don't have a new one. It's technically still that old one, but if we had continued it to maybe, say, added 60 days or 90 days, people would still be able to fill it out. And so uh, it's not really a problem the governor actually caused. He was trying to help. But what what we need, though, is for them to hear from people that maybe we could just add in a, a A date amount so that we can maybe solve this problem. Um, So, you know, be patient with us. But I am concerned that people's ability to purchase firearms, which is a a God protected right, if you have that right to own, um, by necessity, you have the implied right to purchase. And so it it is concerning that right now, not only is the background check taking too damn long, uh, people are unable to purchase uh, firearms if they got caught in a gap, right? It was no fault of their own, their driver's license just happened to expire because they weren't able to renew it. And so I do ask people though, maybe to bring this to other lawmakers' attention. It's not that the lawmaker is infringing on their rights, just maybe they don't realize that we need a, a small fix in the in the system to allow people to be able to purchase more guns.
2: All right. And then just so you know, our call in number is five one two five four three two two eight four. That's five one two. Five four three two two eight four. if you have a question for Representative Kane. Let's go to Facebook. I'm looking at Jennifer. Jennifer Drabin says, you know, how long is that paperwork for the LTC class last? Well, Jennifer, your certificate that you get in your LTC class is good for two years. So you have two years to apply for your license with the certificate that you get from class. If you don't apply for that license within two years, then you have to take the whole class all over again. All right, so just so you know. Um, and so, so representative Kane, you know, what do we do with the issue of, um, this, the other problem that we have, uh, with, cause I mean, there's so many issues, you know, with this, with the (laughs) license itself. I mean, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, and, and actually, you know what I want to do, I want to ask you another question because today is Sunday, it's Easter. I want to say happy Easter to everyone, you know, and I I love to start the show praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Uh, Because, you know, he has risen. Uh, But we're not able in in this situation here today, Representative King, we're not able to do that. Or some people are not able to do that. And just to change gears a little bit, you know, what's your thought on, you know, churches not being able to have service in, in some other states? In Texas, I think it's a little different. In some other states, we're not able to have service for Easter.
3: Yeah, now, that's a, a difficult question. One of the things that uh, when I'm seeing on Facebook, I think people are confusing a few things. Um, there's one where people ourselves as individuals are policing ourselves, right? We're deciding that we're going to quarantine ourselves as in a self quarantine or that we're going to follow recommended protocols of social distancing. You know, one of the things our founders envisioned when creating a republic is that it would be run by immoral people, people willing to self-police themselves, that their actions, and they're precautious about harming other people. And so while, you know, I wouldn't maybe recommend somebody, maybe if it's leaving it up to you, that would be my decision that I may watch from home just as we did this morning. Um, however, the government still should not be able to prohibit you should you choose from exercising many of your inalienable rights. And so I am, of course, troubled by that. And I hope that makes sense because I'm seeing a lot of people saying, yeah, well, you're a jerk if you go. Well, sure. Uh, allow that to be maybe a, a societal rule, but the government should not be coming in and, and infringing on our rights in that manner. And, and thankfully, um, uh, Governor Abbott uh, has not kind of made that the rule in Texas. In fact, I, I believe he wanted to clarify it because he understands that that our state constitution um, th- those rights are not diminished just because we're in the middle of a disaster. And so, mm-hmm. thankfully, Good. we're in Texas. All
2: right, I want to. I definitely want to squeeze that in there before I, I cut it cut you loose there. But I want to get back to the, the gun question. Um, what about the issue of people walking to a gun store and getting delayed almost 20 and 30 days? Because the Brady law is clear. The Brady law says that after if you're delayed at the three business days, that federal farms license dealer can transfer the firearm to you. It does not include weekends or holidays. So after yeah. the third business day, they can transfer it to you. But the, the ATF, the NICS, the FBI, I should say, is doing 20, and in some cases, 30 days.
3: I mean, it's troubling. I don't really understand. So why why isn't three days happening? And by the way, guys, I'm a Texas state representative. I have uh, no kind of uh, federal ability to, to do anything other than advocate, and I hope the rest of y'all are, are advocating. It does seem concerning, though, that uh, that a federal agency is changing the law, right? That when the law was drafted or, or the administrative agency created, they said three days, and... And now in the middle of this, they're able to kind of to to change that. And uh, that's troubling. We all know that armed society is safer. And uh, I I understand maybe they're trying to stop bad guys from getting guns, but we know they're going to get them anyways. What they're really doing is preventing um, American citizens from being able to protect themselves and, of course, defend themselves against tyranny. Because we all know that's really the impetus of the right to keep and bear arms.
2: All right, and let me go back to Facebook again. Sheldon Weisfeld says, happy Easter and Passover. Um, Jennifer says she wants to know, ours attended 10 to 2, Jennifer. Um, also, Justin, Gr- Justin says, uh, what regulation that governor, that governor Abbott has rolled back during the crisis do we believe we could do away with? So I think that's for you, Representative King. What regulations that you've seen that the governor has rolled back that we can actually do away with right now?
3: Yeah, that's good. Uh, there's a there's many, you know, um, it, it, it's illegal right now for a, a truck to that transports uh, beer and liquor to be able to transport food. Well, we've lifted that. Uh, that is easily a regulation we need to get rid of. Uh, the idea for for beer or alcoholic beverages to go in these things that why not? Um, there's really not much problem. I, in fact, I could see where we might even get into policy discussions where it might be safer to allow someone actually take that margarita to their house and consume it there instead of having to be forced to consume it at the restaurant. Um, I, I do expect us to be able to look at those things in the upcoming session, which begins in January of, of 2021, and say, you know what? If we didn't need them then, we don't need them now, and let's make these things permanent.
2: Nice. I'm talking with State Representative Driscoll King. We're talking about, you know, what's happening here in Texas, you know, the governor's suspension of driver's license expiration dates as it affect us Texans and, and Texans' rights to be other persons firearms. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Talk 1370.
1: Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now, here's Michael Cargill.
2: Now it's time for GGN Global Gun News. Global Gun News, sponsored by Central Texas Gunworks, the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news.
4: The federal government has deemed it acceptable for gun stores to process background checks, make sales, and accept payments for firearms using drive through or walk-up arrangements for the remainder of the coronavirus quarantine. Following several inquiries from gun stores across the country, the ATF has announced that drive through and walk-up sales will be allowed as long as all mandated, state-mandated social distancing rules are being followed. On Friday, Virginia Governor Ralph North- Northam signed five new gun measures into law. The new measures include a background checks bill and an extreme risk protective order. The extreme risk protective order is also known as a red flag law. The slate of bills was originally introduced in 2019 and was met with animosity from Second Amendment groups. While five of the bills were signed into law, Northam sent two bills back to be amended. The manager of a gun store at a Los Angeles police academy has been booked on charges of felony grand theft after nearly 40 firearms disappeared from the store overnight, police suspect that Archie Duenas stole the firearms and has been selling them to LA police officers. A dozen of the a dozen of the guns stolen have yet to be found. According to sources, the gun thefts could stretch back years and involve more than the batch, more than just the batch that Duenas has been arrested for this most recent time. That's your gun news from around the globe. I'm Gary Faust, GGN. Man, whoo,
2: man, 40 guns, that's a, That's like 40 felonies. That is insane. That's crazy. Yeah, and they, and they were saying that my,
4: there could be hundreds more that stretch back a period of multiple years.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. he's in big trouble. They've got some issues going on there. And that's going to be easy for them to figure out once they do their auditing you know, they'll definitely figure out because every firearm's got to come with a, a form. It's got to have a 4473 attached to it or an FFL attached to it. They're going to know exactly where that's gone and who has it. It's going to be easy to trace back. Wow. All right. So we have a uh, state representative, Briscoe Kane on the show today. And we're talking about the governor's suspension of driver's license expiration dates and how that affects Texans, you know. And so we've been talking to Representative Kane about this. And, you know, Rep- Representative Kane So what can you do as a state representative, what can you do for us to help us out with this situation? Because I don't like to just talk about it. I like to do something about it.
3: Excellent. So let's let's frame it in the that the governor has extended the expiration date. Right. So when we use those terms, it it almost sounds I think people might think, hey, we've we've just he's not allowing you to have your license. However, we've extended the expiration date of those driver's licenses so they don't expire uh, during this pandemic until things lift. Now, what can I do? Right now, the legislature is not in session. We can't convene ourselves. That's part of our doctrine of separation of powers. However, what I can do is just like any of your other state reps can do is I can advocate for y'all's positions and ask for something to be done. And so while I'm asking uh, the governors and others, and in fact, we've got a letter that's going out asking them to take some action and to understand the law here, you should also be asking that yourself and, and asking other legislators to, to advocate for that same thing. Because right now, the law, as it's uh, currently done, the, those driver's license expiration dates are being extended. They're being extended 60 days after uh, DPS decides to reopen those offices. And so that's an uncertain date. That's a not a number that someone like you, Mike, can put on that 4473 form. And so we think there is a way around it, and we just need to advocate for that position and get it done. Now, if you guys are on Twitter, so, you're so okay. let me let me get this let me, let me get this yeah. right,
2: Representative Cain. So you're asking for an AG opinion, is that
3: what you're doing? I, I am submitting an AG opinion request, and and sometimes uh, by doing that, it, uh, it gets people other people talking, right? And so hopefully that means maybe the Attorney General will talk to the governor's counsel and and ask for it. It's really not about the answer that we get; it's more about kind of finding a workaround. And I think we do know the workaround, which would either be to say to add 90 days to the end of that date so that we have a date. Someone like you might can write down on that form or say that it okay. it's, does not expire temporarily or something so that you would just, uh, cause as you know, on que- it's question 19 a, it says an expiration date, if any, maybe we could say it doesn't expire. So I don't know what the answer is exactly. Uh, but I, I think we're headed in that right direction. So, um, be asking and uh, asking your legislators to to ask for that to be done so that uh, people aren't being deprived of their their rights to purchase firearms. Now, it's not exactly it's not out of malice, right, that, that we're here, uh, but we do need to solve the problem.
2: Right. So it's not that we're angry at the governor. We're just saying, hey, we need to work around this because this is a, a it's a communication issue between the state and the federal government is what you're saying.
0: Yeah,
3: it certainly is.
2: Absolutely. And I think uh,
3: I think from this going forward though, we might might learn something. I have a feeling those forms will be changed because uh, what if something like this happens again? Right. If there's another wave, um, are we going to be in the same boat? And so let's use this as a as a learning opportunity, just like you're hearing that the feds are allowing I- people to y'all to sell them to go or as drive up. Why was that a problem before? Why Why can't we have always done that? Some people may be immobile and don't need to get out of their vehicle.
2: And it's funny. I did a sigh of relief there because I was thinking, man, we've been doing that for about a couple of weeks now. (laughs) Walking out to the parking lot and and, and helping people in the parking lot that can't come in, you know, or, you know, just because we've had so many different customers. So we've actually been doing that. So I'm glad that they actually released that statement to help us out there a little bit because we've been doing that already. So that's an actual sigh of relief there. Man, you know, Representative Briscoe Cain, I want to thank you for doing this for us. I want to thank you for requesting the AG's opinion, and I want to thank you for you know taking that step to do this because this this is this means a lot because a lot of people, if you haven't gotten your license to carry handgun, you're gonna be faced with this situation if your license is expired, if your your address is not up to date, and you can't update it because the office is closed, you're not able to do it online. This is gonna be an issue, and you know. And Representative Kane, let me ask you this one last thing here, because there are people that are on the side of of voting rights when it comes to voter ID and things of that nature. You know, how do you think this relates to like voter ID and the the driver's license and all that stuff? Because people, you know, have an issue with you know providing ID and it being valid and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, unlike being able to fill out the 4473 one could use an expired driver's license that still shows them at that address. And in fact, you could use an expired license that has your face on it. And, um, and, and along with a, a, a bill from an energy company to show your new address. So it doesn't affect that, but I do want the listeners to know, or those watching that I wouldn't have known about this issue if it wasn't that Mike Cargill had posted about it on his Facebook page. So Mike, um, I, I met you at the Capitol cause you're up there. The legislators know you and, and thank you for being a trusted voice and advocating for these issues. not only advocate for your customers. You're an advocate for for, for all um, gun loving and, and those who want to purchase firearms and learn about them. And, and so you, you're, you're not only protecting those of us who are existing gun purchasers, but uh, an advocate for expanding that and, and more people getting into something we all love and some of us grew up doing. So thank you for it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you for doing this AG opinion, and I know that Governor Abbott's is going to do the right thing. Also, I know that AG is going to do the right thing because I know Texans want to be able to purchase a firearm if they need to, and I know Texas will, will definitely lead the way with this issue.
3: Yeah, and happy Easter, y'all. He's risen.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Easter. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so I want to change gears a little bit and talk about, man, UT. Mayor of Austin, the mayor of Austin did a PSA, a public safety announcement that pretty much encouraged people to go out and, you know, once he canceled South, by South, Southwest, he said, hey, you know, go out and go out to your local restaurant, your local bars and tip your waiter and your wait staff and stuff like that, you know. And then with that, in turn, you, we had UT students go ahead and enjoy, you know, their South, South, Southwest by going on vacation out of the state. They went to Mexico, they went to Florida, enjoyed themselves because they took the advice of the mayor. Take a listen to this video right here. At the University of Texas at Austin, students and faculty hold the motto, what starts here changes the world in high regard. During the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020, 70 UT students took this motto too seriously when they traveled to
0: Cabo San Lucas over spring break, and 28 came back positive of the disease. Once news broke of this controversy, an elite unit known as UT Twitter did extensive research to identify the 28 students. These are their stories.
2: So the mayor of Austin, Mayor uh, Adler, there has got to take some responsibility for that because he encouraged people to go out into in restaurants, you know, you know, have a drink and tip their staff And these students followed that advice and they traveled out of the state, they traveled out of the country, went on vacation the spring break. Uh, let me invite into the conversation Gary Faust, our intern here, Gary, because Gary is a, a UT student, and so I want to get Gary's, you know, thoughts on. On, on this this topic here, Gary.
4: Yeah, well, so when when uh Mayor Adler and I believe it was County Judge Sarah Eckhart, does that sound right? That is correct. So uh when they did that PSA, it was uh it was kind of weird because they had just obviously banned large gatherings and they canceled South by Southwest. But then they were also encouraging people to go out and you know tip your musicians and buy drinks and go eat which sort of defeats the purpose of what the PSA was intended to do in the first place. And I think that certain students, uh, there were 70 of these students, I think almost maybe 48 of them now, a little little over half of them have now gotten COVID-19. I think that they took a little too far, obviously, by going to Mexico. I don't think that's what, uh, you know, Mayor Adler intended. But regardless, it was a very,
2: uh, it was a paradoxical statement that he made. Right. right, Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Zach, I want you to chime in here, you know, as well, because uh, you you attend a lot of functions with the mayor. So, you know, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he had just declared a state of disaster
4: and then puts out a PSA basically saying that, Hey, go out, you know, go get drunk at the bar, go take shots of tequila. Right. I think that's uh, what he was shooting there. So it's, uh, you know,
0: uh, kind of sounds like conflicting opinions there, right?
2: <laughs> I know it's wild, and 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 man, What do, um, know? Um, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I, you, it's you know. I well,
4: hope he doesn't like shooting tequila. You know, I don't. I don't blame him. He was obviously <laughs> stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I I really think there's better ways to deal with your problems than shooting tequila and making
2: PSAs. Oh man. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and we we come back from the break, I want to, you know, I always get a lot of phone calls. I get a lot of visitors to the, to the store. Um, I get a lot of customers that will drive from Dallas, drive from El Paso, drive from Houston because, you know, they want to see who in the world is this guy that's, all oh, this, this black guy wearing a red shirt is always talking about guns and so when we come back from the break i want to have you guys listen to that we're talking about man we're talking about the governor's uh, suspension um the expiration date of driver's license we're talking with that with uh, representative briscoe king we're talking about gun news around the the state around the country as well as around the world this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk
0: it. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Fry Park News. You're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk thirteen seven, the right choice.
1: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
2: All right, so we're back and we're talking about, man, walking to a gun store, purchasing a firearm, and also, man, with that driver's license, your state ID being invalid, either expired or wrong address. We're talking about some workarounds. So here's what you're going to have to do. So if that does happen to you, you have a driver's license that's expired or the address is not up to date. What you can do is as long as it's not expired, but let's say the issue is just your driver's license is not up to date and you're not able to go onto the DPS's website and um, update it. What you can do is you can provide the federal firearms license dealer with the, a copy of your a utility bill and also your registration of your vehicle showing your address if they'll accept that. And they're going to have to annotate that and keep a copy of that for the 4473. That's going to have to be annotated on the second page of the 4473. So um, just keep that in mind. So there, there are some workarounds with that, but it's all up to the FFL dealer. They don't have to do it if they don't want to. So it's up to you to just be nice, use customer service, and be polite, and 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 they should be able to do it for you if they're willing. But it's it's up to the federal Fires license dealer because the ATF says, hey, it's up to us as a federal firearms license dealer to know our customers. If something goes wrong, we're going to be responsible as the federal firearms license dealer. We're going to for- face the felony charge. So it's going to be up to that FFL if he wants to do that or not. All right. So, um, man, I do want to talk about, man, what was I going to talk about, Gary? I forgot already.
4: The home invasion in uh- uh-huh. Um, yeah, in Illinois, right? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. not Chicago, it was in Illinois. It's in a, a Chicago suburb, Arlington Heights. And there were two men dressed with, uh, you know, in masks and gloves. You know, they were using the coronavirus as a cover to mm. do a home invasion. And I believe that their goal was to rob these people. It was uh, two men, a 39-year-old and a 58-year-old. They forced their way into the home and the the... The entire incident was caught on the camera outside of the house. The homeowner ended up chasing the younger man, although, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what happened inside the house. But what I what I can assume that happened, and this has been reported by police, was that when the two men broke, uh, you know, made their way into the house, there was a struggle. And the homeowner shot the older man and then chased the younger man out of the house. Uh, you know, beating him physically, and then he ran off. And now the younger man that was, you know, there, the accomplice that got away, he's now been charged with, uh, I believe, murder. Wow. Uh, because yeah. when, when you, in a state like Illinois, when you are an accomplice to a felony, if someone is injured in said felony, you're responsible, even if mm. you didn't do
2: it. And that's uh, cool. how how it ended. Wow. And and, and just to give some people tips, you know, I'll tell you kind of what I do a little bit. One, you know, with this situation where we are in today, I make sure that someone always stays home. We don't I don't leave the house empty at all. Someone's got to be at the house. And if if most if more than one person is not home, I wouldn't recommend you open the door anyway. I am recommending you using your cameras, using your peephole, and talking through the door. If you don't know who that person is, don't open the door. Whatever they have, they can leave it outside the door. You can go get it later. Uh, so use ring technology. Use your cameras and talk through the door. I wouldn't recommend you open the door at all. Uh, so just, you know, keep those things in mind. And so, you know, and, hey, I always have my firearm for, you know, if I need that, two, three, four, I use my AR for my home protection. And also I have a 12-gauge shotgun as a backup. So And, hey, yeah. I want
4: to I wanna point out that uh, on the show's Instagram, which is at – Come and talk it. We have the video of the of the home invasion, the homeowner's video. It's on there, and you can see how it all played out. It's difficult to hear the fi- the the firearm discharge inside the house since it was obviously not right in front of the camera. But um, you know, and we image- just
2: played it. A, we just played it a second ago too. It was oh, playing while it, you were talking it, about. It. Did okay, I yeah, man. Kate, yeah, our producers on it.
4: Oh well, yeah. I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> All right,
2: awesome. All right, so um, man, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of stuff going on right now around the country. There's stuff going on in Houston. There's stuff going on in Florida in a lot of your major cities. You got to be on your p's and q's. It's up to you to protect yourself and also protect your family because keep in mind that your 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 county judges are, you know, and your local authorities are letting. Felons out of jail they're letting people out of jail right now because of coronavirus because of jail I guess crowding them jail I'm not sure what the reasoning is, and they're putting these people out in the street and so now they're in a community with no job there's no food you know and so resources are very scarce right now, even the um, people that give food normally give food away or they're coming up short because the grocery stores are not able to donate the food they normally donate because of the you know the rush that's going on in the grocery stores so it's it's it's, it's going to be going to get kind of hard it's going to get kind of tight out there if it hasn't already done so already so just keep that in mind it's up to you to protect yourself and also protect your family and be aware of your surroundings at all times and, and keep your guard up and also always, Michael, you know, to-
4: with, with uh with these surgeon gun sales it's interesting because there hasn't been any mass shootings now somebody could obviously you know make the 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 obvious point that there aren't that large gatherings are banned and school is out and stuff like that. but the fact of the matter is that outside of a lot of these places like home Depot uh, other home improvement stores, grocery stores, there are massive lines and if someone wanted to commit a mass shooting, it would still be entirely possible and these gun sales have skyrocketed, and we're not seeing an increase in the mass shootings, and you know I would deduce that that means that the guns are not the issue. it's the people behind the guns,
2: yeah, no, uh, well, I don't know what do you think about that zach
1: well, what, right. yeah,
0: I mean, if they uh wanted to, they could always go to h e b right because that's where people are congregating nowadays
4: at Home Depot, but uh, yes, yeah, it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not right. happening. And uh, hey, Michael, before we get off uh, the show here in a few minutes, I do want to make sure that I let everybody know that watches the show that as we do have a Twitter, which uh, I think a lot of people already are aware of and they follow that. We also do have an Instagram. I want to plug that again because it's starting to develop a, a slight following and we post legal documents on there. We post gun memes. We post videos of the show. We post, you know, like highlights of the show. We post news stories. We post global gun news. Uh, you know, so it's a little bit more digestible because it's not a full hour long. It's just little clips and videos, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I think some people may be interested in that. So make sure you go and follow the show's Instagram at ComeAndTalkIt. Just want to remind everybody.
2: Yeah, and as soon as we get a copy of uh, Representative Kane's um, op- 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 opinion that he's requesting from the AG, we're going to post that as well because I want everyone to take a look at that, you know, because he's requesting the AG opinion on the temp- this temporary extension of driver's license that are that expired and stuff like that from people able to purchase a firearm in the gun store we're also going to bring in some other stuff there are a lot of other questions we get throughout the week you know people walking to the gun store have a bunch of different questions on classes you know license to carry handgun courses beginning handgun classes and all that good kind of stuff so we'll talk about that also you know in weeks to come and give you some updates on, on that stuff as well because things are changing and hopefully I think the governor is going to make an announcement here in the next few days or so or day or so should be tomorrow on how we're going to open up the state. We need to open things back up again and get people moving. Um, so because I don't know how long we're going to be able to sustain I, this. I have a, I actually have a um, an interesting
4: anecdote regarding when this is going to end. Um, a roommate of mine. Uh, had had maintained his employment throughout this until a few days ago, and he was released. He works at a hotel. Worked at a hotel, and uh, they they laid him off, and they told him not that he would not have his position back until June first at the earliest. So this is a tentative wow. plan. To go even later, yes. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that this is gonna. I'm starting to think this is gonna last much longer than I ever could have possibly imagined it would.
2: Yeah, and a lot of cities yeah. are canceling 4th of July
4: events
2: as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is – yeah, we're definitely going to be – we're going into a, a depression here. This yeah. is going to be that serious depression that's been probably long overdue, but I, I don't think we expected it to be, you know, in a situation like this, you know, dealing with, you know, COVID-19 and also the coronavirus. You guys got anything? All right. Well, man, all right, thank you guys for, for coming on one. Thank Gary. Thank Zach. Uh we miss Felicia. She's out. I don't know if Felicia's taking a day off or day of rest or something. I don't know what's going on with that. But we're gonna talk about her a little later off air. And so as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.